Right. So, we put a guy on the roof of Stoney's in Las Vegas, Nevada for 62 days during a pandemic, you know, social distancing, and asked him to ask artists as many questions as he could. He only had to have a brain to begin with, so this could go absolutely nowhere. But you're choosing to listen to an interview recorded in a state of national emergency. Hey, this is Toad from Country AF Radio. During the pandemic, I got to sit down with a bunch of artists, including this guy right here. This is Mr. Austin Burke. We talked about music. We talked about golf. We talked about real estate. We talked about a little bit of everything, including a brand new single he's got coming out, written and produced by Mr. Thomas Red. So enough. Let's get to it. This is Austin Burke and Toad on Zoom. Thanks for listening. Please remain at least six feet away from your speakers at all times. This is Toad's COVID Chronicles. Are you there? What's up, man? Dude! How are you, Mr. Austin Burke? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Perfect. How are you doing, man? I am fine. I just learned something that I didn't even know. You know the band Sir Roosevelt? Yeah. You know who's in that? Yeah, Zach Brown. Yeah, you know who else is in it? No. Nico Moon. Oh, really? Dude! Didn't even know. I just found that out. Just No I way. Just, yeah, I've been... Uh, Yesterday was a weird day with all these interviews. I had like six slated and all, all five of them, all some story why they couldn't do it. Crazy. Yeah. And then today's just been all the way through. I've just been going like crazy, but um, you like that I'm on time. I love everyone's been on time, but I appreciate that everyone. Cause it's kind of been one of those things where it's like uh, today. Um, if I look, let me see what I have. Today was Drew Baldridge, Tony Jackson, Bailey, Bailey Literal, Kanan Smith, Lewis Bryce, and then you. Do you know who Bailey is? Yeah, he's uh, Brian Littrell's little little son, right? Yeah, dude, which was crazy. Like, I'd never talked to this dude before. Um, I, I got hooked up with him through Chris Bandy's manager. Okay. Jamise. And Jamise was like, let's do something with Bailey. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So yesterday he did a radio takeover, which is really cool. But then I, I don't ever really research any of the artists or anything like that. I just kind of like go with the flow. But I did, because I'd never heard of him before, I just looked up a little bit about him and re- realized who his dad was. Well, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, so his dad, his dad popped into the interviews. No way. Dude, it was, it was like, uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That's sick, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, dude, next time you're in Vegas, you got to come to Stoney's. He's like, I would come see you there. I mean, I will come to Stoney's and come watch my son play. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, wow. That was rad. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was a big NSYNC guy growing up, so yeah. I wasn't really – I felt like there was this, like, feud, right? you know, between yeah. NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, so. I told him that I was going to put on Country AF Radio a little, a little um, kind of uh, – just see who liked who's more. And he's like, dude, let's do it. His, his dad's like, let's, let's do it. Like when I say he popped in, he would pop in like from the corner, like, like here's the sun playing. And he would go like this. He would just like pop in. Like his, no way. Yeah. It was cool, dude. It was super, super cool. But I mean, that's hilarious. We got to talk about music and what it used to be to what it is today. And it was kind yeah. of neat, you know, it's just, uh, he's a neat kid. And um, uh, I think one of the things he said is he was worried about, you know, telling his parents that he wanted to be an artist because his, because uh, his dad was such a success and being yeah. a, a young kid going into it. So I brought up, I'm like, dude, what about, you know, Nathan Ramsey? And they both just went and dropped their head. Like and I was like, yeah. yeah. And then I just made the comment of where's he at today? And they all set up in Alaska somewhere. I don't That's kind of funny because he just <laughs> he blew up and then went away, you know? And, Where is he? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about him. 
I have no idea. I have no idea. I know that he got real big real quick and, and then kind of like went his own way. And dude, I don't even, I don't even know. Dude, funny, funny story. So, uh, I, we did this, this thing with Spotify in, uh, in Nashville for CMA Fest a couple years back. And it was, uh, he was playing before me and like, dude, it was like the height of his, like, it was crazy. It was absolutely insane. So like, by the time I played, like the crowd was insane because, you know, he was, he was there, but, um, you know, Dean, you know, Dean very well. Right. So, so Dean used to play bass for me and he was telling me what his buddy plays guitar for Mason Ramsey. And he said like on the bus, they're watching like SpongeBob and like, like all this like cartoons and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's so funny, man. Uh, that is actually hilarious if you think about it. I mean, I mean, there's there's an age thing. A kid. Yeah, and when I was talking to Bailey, he said that that Trey Landon, uh, they had some right thing and they did the show, and then Trey came back to his house and he's like, everyone was here, might have had too much to drink. He goes, but me, and he goes, he tells me the story about how Trey all he, he saw these mason jars filled with M and M's, and all he kept saying is that he wanted to eat the M and M's. Like, just I was like, it's a different world, dude, because when you when you start drinking, it's a it's kind of a changer, you know. It kind of yeah, kind of makes things just a little bit different. But I mean, yeah. still funny at the same. Everybody's different. I mean, how have how, how, how have you been doing? You've been holding together all right. I know you've been doing your lives and all that. But other than that, how's home life? It's good, man. Uh, it's it's crazy to start a marriage off with uh, a death in the family, a tornado, and now a pandemic. So right. it's been it's been just like crazy, man. Twenty twenty has sucked, but. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it's really just been, it's been tough for a lot of people, you know? So I, I try to like put myself in this position where it's like, it, it could be a lot worse. I mean, we could have, we were inches away from losing our home in the tornado, you know? And so um, it could be a lot worse and it is a lot worse for a lot of people. And I think the one thing that's kind of like kept me grounded is just knowing that everybody's going through it and it's not like it's just us or it's just you know me it's it's literally everybody so um I went I went through a, a, a life coaching thing many years ago and I just heard from the lady that owns it this morning and we were talking back and forth and kind of what I've been doing what she's been doing and they have a class tonight at six and like there's all these little things that are going on and I told her what I was doing today and what I've been doing for the last week and what I did you know the previous three weeks and she was like mm -hmm. I'm going to, I want to read you what her words were because it was really, really, um, for me, I told her that I just wanted to let people know that they weren't alone, that like you guys as artists, you guys are still doing the same things. And she said, um, um, she goes, Oh my goodness. I love, I, I love that. Jeff, you sound like a choice center graduate. Um, the way you're working your business, compassion, kindness, caring, and making sure people are heard. You're a superstar. And this is someone to me that like, my mindset, like I've always told you from day one, when people come, a fan comes to music and has never seen the other side, they don't know what's going on. They don't know that you have a sound check. They don't know that you have to get ready. They don't know that you have interviews. They don't know that you have food. They don't know that you sit in the room and write your set list. They don't, and you get nervous, or maybe you have a shot, or maybe you guys have a ritual before the show. They don't know any of that. So the other side of this is the ability to show them that, yeah, you are human. Yeah, you are in the same going through the same thing that they're going through at the same time. And it's, it's, it, it'll help more people than you, than, than you believe. Yeah, man. And it's, it's crazy because you hear, you hear the word essential a lot. I've heard the word essential and I've heard also the word uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus more than any word 
I've probably heard all year. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us are not in the essential, you know, um, business. And so a lot of people are, are out of work right now. And, and music is one of those things. But the cool thing about music is, is I feel like a lot of us artists have sort of figured out um, a way to still play and still do what we call a show. You know, it's obviously changed a lot. Sure. Um, funny story. As soon as all this stuff happened, I went on and I made, uh, I made an Instagram called, called stage couch and couchella. I had this idea of like a festival and I wanted to get a bunch of people together. And then like literally last week, actual stagecoach and Coachella announced those. And I'm like, damn, I have the Instagram still, but I was just a little, a little late, but you know, people are thinking outside of the box and trying to come up with ways to do things that, you know, not, they haven't been done before. Um, and you know, unfortunately, you know, my, so my manager is also Aldine's manager, uh, on the road and, you know, unfortunately those guys at the top are, are going to be hit the hardest because, they're, they're probably not going to be playing shows until next year, you know, and, and um, they're, they have so many people that work for them and so many layers and layers and layers of, of people um, that rely on them. And so it's really hit our community. It's hit every community though, like I said. And so, I mean, I feel bad for you guys in Vegas. It's like, you are the tourism and entertainment capital of the world. It's like, that's not essential, <laughs> you know? Um, and dude, I just, I literally just, Lexi and I, you know, this is getting real, real. We invested all of our money from our wedding, from everything into this Airbnb and it, it like couldn't be worse timing, you know, it's like, so now we have to pay our mortgage and our rent, uh, at the same time. So it's, it's crazy. man. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's funny that, um, I was talking to some people about, uh, how you think live music is going to, is going to change next. I mean, and the, the idea that everyone has is that it's going to be a 50% capacity venue. Well, you know what? That's great for a lot of the artists. It really is. It's great for a lot of them. But like you said, the Aldeans of the world, what's funny is just this morning I was laying in bed and I was flipping through um, my photos on my phone and I posted the picture of Aldeans. Yeah. I and I was it. just, I miss live music. I miss that. There's just so many elements of it all that are, that are just missing, but what's going to happen next? You know, I was talking to uh, a booking agent just last night about um, an artist coming back through and um, some artists understand what's going on and some artists don't. Some artists think that they're still worth and it's a bummer because I just sit back and it's like, uh, it's frustrating. I want to talk to you off the record when we get off of this. this, this Yeah. Yeah. We will. I mean, but I sit back and I look at like the live nations of the world are sitting back and they're telling the artists, Hey man, listen, this is what's going to happen this is the opportunity we have and it's going to be like the guarantee is gone right now it's all about the door deal because every city is going to be different there is there is is cost to travel there is there is you know all of these elements to a live show are still going to be there but at the same time it's like how are you going to get out how are you going to go do what you love to do how are you going to spread your word and it's it's going to be tough dude in the beginning yeah absolutely and i think um you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna affect us uh, for sure. And it's gonna have an impact on a lot of, a lot of people, um, more, more so than just what it is right now. I mean, this is, this is something that's gonna last until we find, um, you know, some sort of vaccine or, or something to 
help this because you know this this is not something that's just going to end when when everything starts to open. Unfortunately, if you want me to be a hundred percent real, um, oh, it's going to be like influenza, dude. It's we have a cure for that. We have yeah. a vaccine for it, but people still die during. I mean, it's I mean, it's frustrating because you want to be vocal, but you can't be vocal because. Yeah because there's always someone that's going to push you down when it comes to it. I've talked to people, I've watched people online post shit and there's, I'm like, I'm just get on my keyboard. I'm like, I can't, I just can't because the reality is, is just because I have an opinion that doesn't mean it's right, wrong or indifferent, but people are going to attack you no matter what, because. Yeah. And unfortunately politics have come into play in this whole thing. And it's not just, you know, about this disease anymore. It's become something much bigger and right. it's affected everybody. And so you got, you know, a bunch of different opinions on it, but I think, uh, the science and, and everything tends to, to show that uh, until we get a vaccine, we're, we're going to be, uh, listen, my, my thing is this, I, I said this the other day, what is normal? Okay. If you call normal walking around Trader Joe's with a, with a mask over your face, going up to your friend that you've known your whole life and having to fist bump instead of hugging, if you call normal not being able to be around your grandparents, my great grandfather, I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to see him. If you call that normal, that's not real. That's not normal. No. So, so my normal and your normal is going to be different for a long time. Will, so you're right. That's that's the bottom line, and I think that's when we got to get real. And, and and all this other stuff, man, like it's all it's all going to work itself out, like shows and everything. But I I am hoping to get, get back to normal, my normal very yeah. soon um yeah not that, the air high five no dude that, yeah. like what i yeah. mean dude i finished a round of golf the other day with my buddy and at you know at the end of the round we're like <laughs> what can we do what can we, yeah <laughs> it was um, so awkward i think we find out today that all, all of our golf courses are shut down you can't play golf here wow. um, um but i think today um, so our governor decided to go on national news yesterday and tell everyone kind of what he's going to be doing before today he's telling everyone what we're going to be doing. So he did the opposite. Yeah. He should have told us first and then went national with it, but he went yeah. national and then came to us. But our understanding is, is that, uh, some of the parks are going to open back up golf, that sort of thing, but casinos and bars that he says are phase three or phase four, uh, we don't even have a phase one yet. So uh, I did have high hopes that uh, I have a show June 12th right after you were, when, when you were supposed to play. I saved that one show just kind of hoping to see what would happen. But I think I'm going to have to move that one too. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And then, you know, I mean, um, it's a bummer because I, I, I look at the city of Las Vegas and know that the economic um, impact it's going to have is bad. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know that MGM has pushed through June, there is no entertainment at MGMs. Even if they open June 1st, there's no entertainment for the whole month. Wow. And we're not, a, these casinos don't thrive on, on, on gaming like they used to. That's not the number one priority. It's, it's the entertainment side and the food side. So what's going to happen with all of that too? It's going to be, you're right, that, that, that norm and the new norm. Um, but, you know, I was, I've been saying this the last couple of days, that the era that we live in is going to be kind of different because we look at our grandparents, I'm much older yeah. than you, but we look at our grandparents for history and stories. Yeah. But when you and Lex have kids and their kids come to you and call you grandpa, just look at the stories you're going to be able to tell from, from 9-11 to Waco to yeah. Root to this pandemic to like, this is a movie we're living. I mean, it really is. It is, man. It is. And, and you know, uh, 
we're, we're obviously talking about how horrible this is and everything, but I, I, I was thinking about it the other day and um, I, I was talking to Lexi about it and I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I think there's going to be a time when we, in the, in the distant future, when we say, man, I wish we could go back to 2020 and, and just be in our homes again and just Simple. be with our families again. And I know, and I know that sounds crazy, but I think it's, it's really important to um, just take a second to, to, to breathe. And, and I feel like our lives, especially Vegas, man, especially like my life on the road and everything, like it's, it's go, 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 go one city to the next, to the next. And you're meeting with this person doing this thing, doing that thing. And dude, I've been like waking up and, and playing video games and like trying to figure out like how to, you know, deal with like figure out my day. And, and it's just a different, I mean, my dogs are thriving right now, dude. They're like loving this, you know? Um, but you know, just being able to hang out with Lexi and, and, and call, you know, have like very, very real conversations with people and, and phone calls. And I feel like, um, the, the, this like front that a lot of people had is now broken. People are broken right now and it allows for some really beautiful art and creativity and things to, to, to thrive. Sure. Um, it's like when there's like a fire in the forest, you know how like it regrows and it's, it's more beautiful than it ever was. I feel like right now the fire's burning and we feel it and it's like hot and it's like, holy shit. But I think once this dies down, there's going to be some really cool things that happen because of it. Obviously there's a lot of bad and there's going to be a lot of bad with, with everything. But I think if we can somehow try to find the positivity in, in this whole thing, um, we might one day look back and, and hope to come back to it, you know? I think that I've, I've been reading a lot. I mean, that's very well said. I've been reading a lot online about people that say that if you're not taking this time to make yourself a better person, you know, that, that's your bad. In that yeah. sense, it goes for everything. It might go for your career, your personal life, you know, just taking care of yourself, whether it be physically or mentally. I mean, this is an opportunity and you're right. I think people will look back and go, shit, man. I know Heather will, cause she'll be like, I just want to go back and work at home again, you know, um, yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's uh you're a hundred percent right. I think that people will look back and just be like, I wish I could go back to that. Dude. I think, uh, I think commercial real estate is probably going to be hit the hardest out of this whole thing because there's going to be a lot of companies that are like, yo, we, we actually were like more productive with you at home. Like we're actually doing better without having to rent all this space out. Like yeah. you guys are crushing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm sure there's gotta be some companies that are thriving, you know? I mean, a, a lot of it in that sense, you know, I mean, I looked at it as an opportunity to, to think about where the world was. Uh, I had a little bit of money stashed away. So uh, I started, I bought Bitcoin. At, I just looked at it right before we got on here. I bought Bitcoin at, uh, again, at, I think it was like $4,200 a share. And that's it. It's, I've doubled it. It's at 8,705. And I've, wow. I didn't dump a lot of money into it, but I did. And I bought, I bought some stock in some airlines. I bought some stock in, um, in, um, live nation as well because i know in a couple of years they're going to go right back to where they were and absolutely man absolutely. i mean i don't i don't see some businesses like that. i never even thought about uh i wondered how people would go back to work and really think about um the difference because now you got kids that don't have school anymore so yeah uh is daycare gonna thrive when this is all over um uh, the parent side of it all is, is totally different. This homeschooling thing, what's going to happen with that? I mean, the idea that Alyssa gets up every morning in her first two, three hours are sitting at her computer doing, doing work. I mean, it's, and it's, that's her new normal. Yeah. And yeah. It's, well, it's teaching, it's teaching kids how to um, be, you know, self-efficient, uh, sure. which is 
pretty interesting, but and I don't want people to mishear what I said. You know, I don't want them to think, oh, you know, Austin thinks we're going to like want to go back to this bullshit one day. That's not what I'm saying. I, I, I'm trying to say that this is a time, if you use it correctly, that you can really dig deep and find out something about yourself that you didn't know, that you were working so hard to find these other things and these these things that matter to you, all this stuff that matters to us, money, you know, sex, drugs, all these things like human interaction, like all this stuff that you think is important, casinos, like it's gone, it's gone. So right. what truly matters now, and that's human connection, that's the, the ability to be with other humans and that, that's gone too. And you realize, right. you realize how important that is. And, and there, I said this, um, to somebody the other day like there I have realized so much about what's important now yep. and what matters to me um more than I ever have you know and, and my faith and and my relationship with Lexi and my relationship with my, my family and um friends like that that matters so much more than it ever did and yeah yeah you cool. we we find ourselves I was having a conversation last night my buddy Jake came over just to talk shop and um, he brought a couple of his kids and we were sitting there and one of his daughters is 13 years old. And, uh, we were just sitting at this table, just shooting the poop about stuff. And she started talking about when she, I asked her what she, well, actually Heather might've asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up. Well, I got into the conversation a little bit later and she said that, she, that her plan is <laughs> hear me this one, hear this one out. Uh, she, her plan is to marry rich the first time and marry for love the second time. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so here's a 13 year old 13 so I, I mean now now let's throw toad into the mix and uh i i don't want to say i tore a new asshole but uh i changed her thought process behind it all because i told her a little bit of my story where i came from and what was important and what feels better versus i mean sure would i want someone to hand me 40 million dollars god that'd be that that'd be great is that realistic no you hope for something like that absolutely not that's not what your goal is you don't and I explained to her that I used to sit at home with a can of spam on top of my fridge and I would walk by and I would look at it and go, I hate spam. I hate it. It's my, don't like it. Don't yeah. want to eat it. I think I've tasted it one time in my life and it's just not for me. But that yeah. was my motivation to keep me working because I didn't want to eat that can of spam. I knew that if I didn't work, I wouldn't get paid. I'd have to eat that. So I explained this story to her and not that I'm wealthy by any means, but I live a good life and I'm happy and I love what I do, but I built it. And yeah. No different than your music career, you know, I mean, and that's kind of the, and she changed her attitude towards it all. And, and that's what it's about is like taking that time to hear someone out and to, and to understand someone's story and to put it into your own life. And how can that work for you? And right now that's that opportunity for everyone to really take a look inside themselves. And, you know, are you happy in relationship? Uh, how can you, what can you do to better it? Um, you know, whether it be with a significant other or your family or, you know, or God for that matter too, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. And I, I just, I, uh, you know, I, I hope that, um, country music specifically, uh, I don't know the right way to say this, but they're sort of, they're making some mistakes and I see it because a lot of people are holding off on putting out their their singles, their albums, everything, everything is, is, is held back. And, and, I've seen this coming for a long time. I've known that this was going to happen, but unfortunately country has put every egg in the basket into country radio. And um, unfortunately when, when something like, when something like this happens, you then are like, well, what the hell do we do now? Right. And so I'm seeing this and I'm like, 
it's like, all right, well, let's divert. I'm not, I'm not going to do what everybody's doing. I'm putting out more music than I've ever put out in my life because right. everybody is not putting out music. It's like, well, the other side of that is people aren't consuming music via radio, via terrestrial radio. Yeah. You're, you're going to see the switch. Driving. Nobody's driving. Nobody's driving. You're going to see this switch. I promise in my mindset, like we've, we're doing 40,000 listeners a month right now. And every week it's growing and growing and growing. And how come? Because people have this opportunity to learn something new, listen to something new, take an opportunity to download something that, you know, that 30 seconds it took to download was just too long in their previous lifestyle. Now it's, now it's the norm. It's the absolute norm. So for me, um, I think it's, it's beneficial. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because this is content for me to put out in a streaming platform that people yeah. will consume. They'll totally yeah. consume it and they'll learn and it'll be good for them. And people will see that you're normal, that I'm normal, that they're normal. Then everyone's doing the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, no, and I, I just, I hope that, I hope that, you know, people can do things differently. I, I love that Thomas Red's putting out, you know, his songs that he wrote like last week. He's just playing them on Instagram. Comes, sorry, it's gone. Luke Combs, you know, wrote a song a couple weeks ago and he's putting it out right away. It's called right. Six Feet Apart. Like that is awesome. I'm talking about I'm talking about some some specific artists that their entire album is no longer being put out because of this. Now that's that's where you get in trouble and, and it's because of the trickle down effect of radio and how much it matters to some of these artists. Um I, I'm not talking shit about radio. I'm just saying you have to make sure that you're careful about what you put all of your eggs into, you know, Absolutely. you dude, it's like a stock. You have to diversify. Yeah. You just, when you put your money into the market, you have to diversify. You can't, you can't hope that one thing's going to be the end all be all for you. You just, I mean, you have to be creative and right now is the time to be creative. And that's why I started doing this. It was just an idea I had. And I'm like, why not be different? Why not do something where people get to interact? And I watched what happened with the radio takeovers, dude, retarded, yeah. retarded. How many people, took advantage of getting to know someone a little bit better. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we're rebroadcasting them and putting them in packages. I'm going to get them up on Toad's Tunes as a, a whole nother section as part of, yeah, you want to read your interview about or listen to the interview with Austin. But dude, not only that, but you can hear us top 10. That's what's coming yeah. next, that sort of thing. And I mean, and that's what it's all about is people are consuming. And if people consume, give them what they want. And if they pay attention to it and listen to it, it's win-win, dude. It just, it just yeah. is. And well, it's cool because, um, you know, every platform has their different thing. And with, with, you know, my big, my biggest problem as an artist is the fact that people know my song, but they don't know who I am. So right. they, they know a whole lot of love. They've heard it. It's, it's, you know, on their playlist or whatever, but they don't know that I sing it. <clears throat> and I mean, there were even specific times, like I played at Stoney's where I was, I was very seriously considering playing whole on love, my biggest song first, because you know, you play it last and people are like, oh my God, you sing this song. I wish I knew. Yeah. Um, but I wish I knew you sang this. I would have been paying attention the whole damn time. Uh, but what you guys are doing is you're, you're allowing people to kind of get an insight into the artist and who they are as a person and, yeah. you know, their life. And, and, but, 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 you know, the reason that you do that is because you care. You, you Toad, care, sure, you know, the artist. And so it, it reflects into your content and, and what you, you you stand for as a person. And um, I mean, I've said it a million times. I'll continue to say you were one of the first people, if not the first person to, to want to have me out to Stoney's, you know? Okay. Um, 
and, and I, it was one of the first places I put, I think it might've been my third show ever, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's very cool that you invest in young artists and you invest in getting to know them, not just their music, just it's, it's more than that. It's who they are as a person. And it's, it's really cool. I've had some, I, I, I appreciate you for that because, um, I've had some people that I've sat down with that I've gotten to know a little bit better that I never, uh, um, I had a good talk with Hannah Dasher, uh, um, Sam Grow. never met him before. And um, I talked to him for a while and it was pretty cool. And then about two hours after that, I get this random text message from, from him. I didn't have his number, but I get this random text message just said, dude, that was super cool, man. Like, yeah. here's my number. Let's, let's keep, keep in touch. And that's kind of like the attitude that I want to have towards it all is like, I'm a venue. I'm a marketing guy. I got a radio station. Um, but I don't want it to be just win for me or just win for you. I mean, the end of the day is like, dude, I want to come to Nashville and I want when you come to Vegas that we, that we go grab dinner and it's simple like that, or we'll go hit golf balls or do, do whatever. Like, because there's a reason why I reached out to you that day, whatever that reason may be like, I mean, yeah. that's just what happens. I mean, everything happens for a reason. That's been my attitude towards it. And, well, look at Howard Stern, dude. Like, talk about somebody that is the most hated and most loved radio person in the world. I yeah. mean, but 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 tell me one thing. Why why does he have the most successful interviews out of anybody? And why does he get stuff out of people that they've never told to anybody? They before? trust him. They trust him as a person, and that's what's so neat about it. Yeah. They trust him as a person, but he also asks the questions. Oh yeah. And he cares. He genuinely cares. Like he's not bullshit. It's like it's and he does his research. He does his homework. I mean, I was listening to this Tom Brady interview and it's like, he, he knew the backup at Michigan for Tom Brady and was asking like, what he's like, what's that, what's that guy doing now? Like he does his <laughs> homework, you know? And, and it's like, that's how you are too. Like you do your homework and you, you listen to the playlist, you dive into um, all, all avenues of social media. And so I, I look at country AF as sort of a, an accumulation of just, not just Spotify or Apple or terrestrial radio or Nashville. It's like, it's everything combined because that's who you are. You know, yeah. it's really cool. I think that if I hear something that I like, and I mean, I, it may not be for everybody, but the idea is if I like it, why shouldn't I be able to share it on some platform other than just my Instagram page, which, you know, I mean, when I post a story and that's what the majority of what I do is my story stuff. Cause it gets me in, it gets me out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not held to anything, but at the same time I get to share music. I get to share an experience. I get to share food. I get, you know, whatever. And we all joke around, but the reality is, is like, um, that's what makes us who we are. And yeah. if I can find an artist, um, that, that I enjoy, why shouldn't I be able to share it with someone else without someone telling me I can or can't do that. And that's, yeah. that's why I do what I do. I'll tell you right now, if, if a terrestrial radio station made me make a top 10, I don't think I would have put headlines by Drake in there or uh, Sync song or Jack Johnson because I would have felt like I couldn't be honest, but those truly are the songs that made me. And I, and I, it's, it's not bullshit. I mean, right. you heard the stories behind every single one of those. NSYNC was my first concert. Yep. Drake is what I jammed when I was 16 in my first car. Like, yeah. That's real, bro. And you just can't be real on some of these platforms. And it's, it's sad, but you just. I can you know. tell you that 90% of the people that I reached out to to do this, their first question was, can I go cross genre? I'm like, dude, be you. Just yeah. be you. Period. End of story. Be you. And that's what I want. And it's funny that 
uh, Brian Littrell, uh, something came up and I, uh, and because they were, they, I believe they asked the question about music or what, whatever the case may be, because he, his was yet, uh, his is tomorrow. His okay. is, but one of the things that came up and I said, you know, it's funny that the people that reached out to me about your sync song, they're like, what kind of country artist listens to that? And it wasn't just you, but I had multiple people that came out and they were asked questions. I'm like, dude, that was the first show he ever went to. Like, like if you look at, and they're like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. Well, I said it to Brian today. And he goes, yeah. you know, you probably wouldn't have got all of that, uh, all of that, you know, feedback like that if you would have played a Backstreet Boys song like that. I go, dude, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't my choice, man. It was the artist that was. Yeah, there. dude, was was every, like, well, what happened with that? Were people pissed, bro? I, you I haven't told me. I got, I just got a couple people that wrote in, and they're and they're and they're like, that's not country. And I'm like, dude, this isn't about being country. <laughs> yeah. it's about what made them who they are today. So, I think if you don't know about about me, I'm not shy to anything. If someone. Yeah. If someone asks me my opinion to something, I'm not shy to answer it. You know, I had an artist yesterday what asked me what I thought of two of their singles that they released prior. And dude, if you yeah. ask me, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah, it just wasn't yeah. for me. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. But and if I yeah. tell you I like a song, it's not because I'm kissing your ass. It's it's not. I just I'm not that person. I know, man. And and, and you know what is country nowadays, bro? <laughs> everything, everything. And that was that was so. Bailey came back and said something today about about how when he first released boxes that yeah. people came back and said it was too poppy. Yeah. It's not country. It's too poppy. So he went back and he said he added a fiddle and a banjo or some shit to it. And they just sent me, uh, it's called boxes 615 cause it's the Nashville version of it. And I'm like, man, like the end of the day is, is you just have to be you. I look at Cody Johnson. Yeah. He's country. Yeah. He's Texas country. Yeah. But he went through this process where everyone was telling you to change your shirt, change your hat, do this to your hair, write this kind of song. And he was just like, I'm good. Thank you. And went about yeah. his business, you know, and you have yeah. to do what, what, what you want to do. And that's well, and, and if no, and if everybody sticks to this box that we're put in and, and you listen to what everybody says, then, then the, no boundaries are pushed. And, right. and you, and you're, you get, you get a generic song that you're like, Oh, that sounds like something I've, I've heard before because you probably have. You're right. They, they, they they did that for a long period of time where they'd literally have the exact same song and put different lyrics over it. Right. And, um, and those people got sued vanilla ice. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, you know, you got, you got people like Sam Hunt and yeah. Mary Morris and um, FGL and Thomas Rhett. And I mean, even dude, Kane Brown and even like Luke Combs, or, or if you want to go really country, like Eric church, I mean, Dude, that they all pushed their boundaries in some way, and and if I sat here and told you that NSYNC didn't influence who I was as an artist, right. I would be lying to you, you know. So that's funny though that you got some flack for it. I oh, that. I got some flack for a couple things, man. Just for a couple of the songs that were played, people would say stuff, and my attitude was like, man, like they weren't horrible. It wasn't attacking anybody. <clears throat> it was yeah. Like like. Like, how was that someone who's country? And I'm like, well, if you would have listened to it, you would have heard him say that, you know, that was the first show he ever went to. Or this was something that he used to listen to or she used to listen to with their parents because that's what their parents yeah. listen to. I, mean, I, do, I was playing Guns N' Roses today with, with, with uh, Lewis Bryce's takeover. So it's kind of yeah. like, I mean, it's just an interesting process. And, and, and that's part of the fun in it all is just to be able to let people know who you are as an artist, why, why you are who you are today. I mean, so going back to like the Sam Hunts of the world, we wouldn't have a Scott Stevens if everything was in a box. And that's yeah. my mindset. You really wouldn't. You wouldn't have a guy that thinks the way he thinks. And um, I mean, I'm trying to look at what else I have on here, but that's, 
he's probably the one that's the most furthest out of the box per se, you know, because he's not. But I like his music the most out of like any new artist, you know, because it's just, you just, you can connect with it. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's a vibe, it's a mood. And it's like, when I'm in that mood, I want to listen to that kind of music. And I think think that that's what, I mean, John Mark said this to me one time. He said, there's no more, there's no more genres. It's all moods. It's all mood. And, uh, and, yeah. You know, they're really stuck with me because it's it's very true, man. I mean, like, if you want to go down the back, like, you know, if I'm driving in the country or, you know, if I'm golfing, I like to listen to, like, Eric Church or Jason Aldean or, like, something, you know, something like that. Or if, I, if I'm on a boat, like, I'm probably listening to, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers or, like, some reggae or, you know, uh, like, it just varies, you know. It, it varies from mood to mood. And so – it's, it's kind of interesting. I, that's just a different way to look at it, I guess. I agree 1,000%. Uh, hold on one sec. This is horrible. My friend's here to drop something off. Um, oh, you're good? No, I just... Hold on one second. You're good, man. You're, they will go crazy. All right, man, sorry. Dude, get off your phone, bro. What the hell, man? What the hell? So where are you right now? I'm at home. This is my home. Oh, my, yeah, it's my home office. That's a sick office. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you ever meet Austin Burke? No. You didn't. This is my buddy Sparky. Uh, What's up, Sparky? How are you, man? Pretty good. <laughs> huh? No, that, no. Dude, you know Carter Winter? Yeah. Dude, dude calls me the other night. And, uh, um, like, I don't want to say I don't have, like, I'm way closer to you than I am to him. But, um. Yeah. Uh, he calls me. He goes, dude, I got a joke for you. And he tells me this joke. And, uh, dude, um, wait, I've, the, the first one is, oh, yeah, what hangs upside down and has a, has a little wiener? And he go, I go, I don't know. He goes, a bat. He goes, what stands upright and has a big, uh, big wiener? Uh, no, what, what, stand, yeah, what stands upright and has a big wiener and hangs up? And I went, I don't know. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like, dude. Dude, what, what, what is that? Oh he, oh, he said, what has a big wiener and hangs up? Yeah, yeah, and hangs, yeah, what has a little wiener and hangs down? A bat. What has a big wiener and hangs up? And I was like, shit, I don't know. And then all of a sudden he just hung up. And I'm like, dude, I wrote him back. I'm like, dude, you're, you're a dick, dude. Not even, not even cool. That's wow. Funny. But I mean, wow. yeah, I think that, you know, it is what it is. Have you been, <laughs> have you been uh, okay, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to you. I'm going to go try those out. Thanks. Um, have you been watching any TV shows? Yeah, man. Uh, been watching. <laughs> Fucking dogs are going nuts. Oh, you're good, bro. I feel you, man. Uh, I've been watching Ozark. Finish that. Um, What'd you think of the end of that? It was crazy, man. I don't want to spoil for anybody, but it was. I, I felt like it might have. I felt like that whole season might have been like a kind of tweener season. You know, like they. It, it, it was like a. It's leading to something good. I'm gonna sure. put it that way. It wasn't season one or two by any means. I thought season one and two were dope. Like yes, well, addicted. I was still, I was still drawn in. I didn't see that coming at at the end of season. Three. I did. I'm happy. I'm happy though. I'm happy. I'm happy too. I just didn't see it coming. What else are you watching? Um, let's see, dude. Honestly, I've been playing so much Call of Duty and so much MLB The Show. That's where like a majority of my time has been. And also like a good thing that that's come out of this whole thing is I've been just playing a ton of guitar. I mean, as you know, I probably 
like the last couple times at Stoney's, I haven't played guitar at all, but that's one, that's one thing I'm bringing back to my live show. Uh, I just kind of fell, fell off and it's not that I couldn't do it. I just wasn't confident in my ability. And so, um, I brought it back. Guitar is going to be back in the, in the live show. And so everybody's happy about that. Um, are you on a PS4 or Xbox? I'm on PS4. So I picked up, um, I started playing NBA 2K20 uh, or whatever that is. Yeah, dude. All my buddies are playing that. It's dope. Dude, it is so fun. So my buddy Rocky lives in Northern California. I played him online. I thought that was rad. And then one of my really good friends, Tim, his son, uh, and I, he, he, dude, he talked so much crap before this went down that he was going to smoke me a ball. So I took him to the basketball court and we played one-on-one and I, he didn't even score. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, he's like, yeah, but my step back. I said, your step, your step back what, dude? Nothing. Step so, back and some dog poop. Yeah. That's are, you, uh, are you pretty good at basketball? Is that your sport? Or? Uh, I used to play. So I didn't grow till I was 19. So up until middle school, um, I played ball. That's all I did. I played at the YMCA. I played on summer leagues. I played a lot of basketball and I was, I I thought I was pretty good, good. But when, you know, seventh, eighth grade hit, everyone was growing. I didn't, I was graduated high school, five foot four. And so I quit playing. Yeah. I I quit playing. I didn't grow till I was 18, 19. I'm six foot now. I mean, and you were five, four, your senior year, 120 pounds, dude yeah no way yeah yeah it was bad it was bad dude that's crazy good for you man yeah t- I, that would have sucked to live my life like that but um you know i, I did i did turn out okay um <laughs> in the in the high thing but i play ball every now and then. i'm just uh i bought that game because i just i wanted to play with my buddy rocky up in cal he's like yeah. one of my really good yeah. friends so i got that and then i started playing supercross three which is dirt nice. ball, obviously nice. yeah, yeah we play. have Super we have as a kid. That's fun, dude. They're nothing like they used to be. Nothing. Um, but I super- played like, dude, I played like 2004, 2005, like yeah. ATV versus MX. You know that yes. that one, dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's so, I played. I used to play Carmichael. Was like my favorite game. Yeah, dude, Ricky Carmichael, bro. Yeah. That's Heck so, yeah. Was that, he number eighty-eight? What number was he? Four. Four. Dude. Four. Okay, I don't. Oh, dude, remember James Stewart, bro? Bubba, yeah. Ooh, he was nasty. I've never seen a, a, a racer so good, man. Um, I used to go to Supercross all the time in Arizona. It's so fun. It is fun. Yeah, he was number four. Bubba was number seven. Uh, he just lost his number this year because he didn't. All you have to do is if you if you're either top ten, you don't lose your number, or if you race during a year and you've already got that number. But he quit racing, so now. Um, 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 Dude, what's his name? Uh, Supercross. I don't even know who's in it anymore, man. I have I not paid attention in a long time. I watch it um, probably too much. I mean, I think it was like Ryan Hart or somebody. Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey. Um, who's Hart? Somebody Hart, H-A-R-T. Carrie Hart, but he was a he was a, um, he was a freestyler more than anything. Aaron Plessinger is number seven now. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, uh, Carrie Hart was the guy that did the first ever backflip. Okay. Okay. He's, he lives, well, used to live right down the street here in Vegas. No way. Yeah. yeah he did his backflip about a mile from my house. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I play that a lot, but I've, I used to play a baseball game on my phone and I loved it. Um, like taps, tap baseball or something. It was one of those things. It was super fun, but I'm always afraid that I'm going to get these baseball games because basketball, 
dude, I don't think I could learn everything that you can do in that game. I just yeah. don't. I mean, yeah. there's just so much. And with baseball, I know there's so many intricacies between pitching, throwing, catching, yeah. running, it's batting. It's, like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, so I've been just playing a lot of, a lot of video games, a lot of um, too many video games, to be honest. Um, I'm trying to think of what other shows we've been watching. Dude, Lexi's been watching this 90 Day Fiance. It's pretty hilarious. Um, I don't think I could jump into that. Dude, no. I, I, it's, it's so ridiculous. There's another show, too, called uh, Married to Millions. And it's like these, these people that marry people way younger than them for money. Like, or the, the, it's, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Did, you, did you watch Outer Banks? Uh, no. Is that good? I, I, I saw it pop up. After, uh, um, it's super youthful. Okay, that's what I thought, dude. It kind of looks like same thing with that uh, All American show. No, it, it, it looked kind of, it looked like a teen show, in yeah. my opinion. That's what Out, Outer Banks is super teeny. But well, I think what I what I like about it is it's it reminds you of when you were sixteen. Okay, uh, and it's that's innocent. Cool. It's innocent. So you go back and you'll relate to the choices that they're making, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, you know, I just I think the the plot's a little, you know, the guy's looking for a treasure, following in his dad's footsteps, that sort of thing. And, you know, and there's a death and this, that, and the other thing. But, I mean, it's an interesting show. Like, uh, it's not one I would watch again. I would watch Ozarks again. Um, yeah. Oh, Tiger King, of course. Watch that. Crazy. Silly. What a, what a whack job. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, your name's Joe Exotic. Come on. Jeez, dude. We're, we're actually watching um, um, Money Heist right now. Okay, is that pretty good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's based in in Spain, so it's in Spanish, so it's English dubbed. So it's kind oh, of really? it's a little weird in the beginning because it's like, hey there. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know if I could do that. Well, the first episode, the first half of the episode was a little weird, and now I'm fine with it. Totally. Fine. Okay. Because I can almost I can almost um um do two things at the same time. So yeah, I I can listen Maybe to pay it. Attention, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good because it's well thought out. Let's just put it that way. It is super well thought out. Like the guy that's doing the money heist, that's the, like the leader of it all. He's, uh, he's so far ahead of you that you're like, wow. like he, he, he made it the goal. Dude, it took him five, six months to put together this whole idea, what, what they were going to do. And as things happen, you're like, oh, he's screwed. But he's not screwed because he knew they were going to do that. He set them wow. up to do that. So it's kind of, for me, it's creative and it's, uh, um, it's just interesting for that matter. Yeah, that's sick. That's yeah. sick. How's Heather doing? She's doing good. She's working at home. Uh, um, she goes for a run every morning now. She, uh, she's been in the backyard most of the day today because I've been sitting right here, like literally yeah. 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah. So it's kind of like she's, uh, she's working from home. Um, the kid just went with her dad today. So we got a couple days of just, you know, downtime to, if we want to stay up and watch TV all night, we can. And Awesome. The house is clean. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. absolutely. I went out on my dirt bike last week and had a little, a little bit of misfortune riding and hit something in the road and it took out my chain guide and uh, messed up my sprocket. So I had to rebuild the whole ass end of my bike. And um, no way, dude. Yeah, I'm ready to go riding again. What the heck? Yeah, it was. You uh, hit like an a rock. Or what? I hit a rock about like this big. Holy. And you know how the chain goes on the bike, and there's a chain yeah. guide that keeps it. It, it sheared it right off, so oh, it broke. It broke three welds. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty gnarly, but I didn't wreck. Amen. You know. Um. 
Dude, I'd be in your backyard chipping and I do it every day. All day, man. Every day I do it. Every day I'm out there doing it. I'm building stuff for the house. I'm, you know, I'm just uh um getting how's back. Chris doing? How's what? Chris. Dude, <laughs> that dude, uh, he's living the dream, man. He's uh he built a little go-kart track in his backyard and they bought these little uh these little what? like yeah. 50 cc go-karts and they 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 um they're just spending time in their backyard just having fun and he's got a lot of land so they're 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 having fun out of his house that's for sure that's ridiculous yeah <laughs> he's, uh, I, so just when 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 all this stuff started it was um his birthday yeah so we went out for his birthday and they uh he's got a, a horse ring for, for the horses to run in a circle but yeah the horses they were put away so they went and got the razor and the uh um not the go-kart but the um you know like when you go to a show and they pick you up in that cart and then they drive you to where yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm drawing a blank on what the hell that, anyway so they're out there racing in the in the in the horse thing <laughs> for the rhino and that thing just doing donuts dude it's it's um he's crazy man he is he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an over glorified kid which is probably one of my favorite things about him is that absolutely yeah he's absolutely. a super kid we've at stoney's we've torn the we've torn the place apart we've done a deep clean we took all the tables stripped all the stain off our head of security went in there and uh took it upon himself to um make sure it all got done so they they stripped all the tables restained them uh recovered them all and um so when we get to open, it'll be a little bit cleaner. It'll be not wow. that it was dirty before, but um, like we just, we're taking the time to do the right thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. No, I'm excited for you guys to open back up. And I yeah. mean, like you and I have already said, like as soon as, as soon as all this stuff clears up, we're, we're going to Vegas. So yeah, whether I have a show or not, we'll be there. Sweet. Well, if you guys need a place to crash, you know that we got an extra room. You're more than welcome to stay here. Oh, dude. Like I have who, who, two, uh, uh, Cody and Cameron stayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're more than welcome to crash in that bed. It'd be cute. We've watched the sheets since they've been there too. <laughs> I hope so, dude. You know how Cody is. Those two. How is Cody doing? Is he all right? He's good, man. I golfed with him the other day. He's uh, he's doing good. Um, yeah. I do want to just take a second uh, to say um, on my on my Spotify they just added a new feature. Um, and it basically you can donate to any artist you want. Um. So, you know, it's, it's super helpful. As you guys know, a lot of, you know, artists are struggling right now with no shows and no anything like that. But um, I'm actually giving 50% of all of the proceeds to my band and fellow musicians in Nashville that need it. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people that need help right now. So it's a, it's a pretty cool feature. I'm you on your Spotify. Where is that? I don't see it. It says COVID-19 relief fund. <laughs> on uh it might just be on the app on your phone i actually don't oh. to be honest with you i'm not sure i i haven't really seen it um i'm gonna look on my phone too because it's not on it's not on the actual so yeah it says make a contribution um covid19 support it's on your page yeah and 100 percent of it goes to me but uh 50 of whatever oh. i get is going to my to my banding that is rad. How has that been? Has it been doing all right? Have you got? Yeah, it? man. I mean, I haven't talked about it yet. It feels weird asking people for money and stuff, you know. But um, I think it's a really cool feature, and um, you know, a lot of artists are doing free, you know, shows on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, obviously, like I never ask for money or want people to feel like they have to give me money from those Instagram lives or anything. Right. Um, but this is just a cool thing for if people, Absolutely. you know, 
want to want to help out in any way and um you know i i i don't have you know uh, money to keep my guys on salary or anything through this time so it you know it really helps them and that's um, right that's so right it's pretty cool I think we'll have to look into. Does every artist have that on their page, or just, or you have to turn that? I'm off? not sure, man. They sent me a, they sent me a link, and I set it up right away. Gotcha. So I think, I think you just got to. It's a matter of setting it up. Um, right. It's, it's super helpful for sure. I see it on. Oh, okay. So I see it's on the front page as well, which is really neat. It just goes to like a, um, a regular one, which I thought, okay, that's cool. I have to look into that. That's kind of neat. I never. Yeah. Yeah been created to amplify efforts and it literally just goes to my cash app which is crazy so it's it's like it, it's direct to me you know and so uh for all the artists you can kind of choose what you what you want to do and um it's been very very helpful dude spotify says they spotify is making a donation to these organizations and will match donations made via this page dollar for dollar up to a collective total of 10 million dollars wow wow that's that really is- cool yeah, that's rad. I mean, you know what? We were blessed enough to get the SBA loan. So all of our, all of our uh, bartenders and security guys, they're all getting paid as well. Everybody's. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. According to what they normally work, that's what they're getting paid, which I think is a, it's, it's a blessing. That's for damn sure. That is, man. No, that's huge, dude. That's, that's super awesome. And you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's tough times for everybody and we gotta, we gotta all stick together and right. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know how long it's going to be, but we're going to get through it, man. Dude, I believe 100%. So just for the funness of it, what song you want to play for us today? What song you feel? Uh, like? Man, I'll, uh, let's see here. I'll probably just play some whole lot in love. Cool. I've been, uh, I've been practicing this one. This one's actually kind of hard. So this is one of the benefits from, uh, this quarantine. I figured out how to play this damn song. Beautiful. <laughs> let's do it. All right, here we go. drunk tonight trying to write this song trying to get it right but I'm out to not alone how do you say the simplest thing what you feel ain't simple at all it need over my head but I can't hold back no more a little bit scared to death cause I ain't been here before yeah, I'm a little bit unsure what the hell I'm supposed to do but I'm a whole lot of love with you, yeah, I'm a whole lot in love with you. Words on this page all look like a mess. They all fall short of what I'm trying to confess. My heart is racing, it already knows, but I haven't even told you yet. Little in my head, but I can't hold back no more. It'll be scared to death, cause I ain't been here before. Yeah, I'm a little bit unsure what the hell I'm supposed to do. But I'm a whole lot in love with you. Yeah, I'm a whole lot in love with you. Yeah. Live said it, you just laugh. What if I see it and you see it back? It'll leave on my head, but I can't hold back no more. I'm a little bit scared to death, cause I ain't been here before. Yeah, 
I'm a little bit unsure what the hell I'm supposed to do, but I'm a whole lot in love with you. I'm a little in over my head, but I can't hold back no more. Little bit scared of death, cause I ain't been here before. Yeah, I'm a little bit unsure what the hell I'm supposed to do, but I'm a whole lot in love with you. Yeah, I'm a whole lot in love with you. Yeah, I'm a whole lot in love with you. I'm a whole lot in love, baby. I'm a whole lot in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Dude, that's how it all started pretty much, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That uh <clears throat> that song changed everything for sure. It's got a couple cool. streams, right? <clears throat> what was that? But it's got a couple streams. I'm pulling it up right now just to see what your number is today. Now my computer wants to be slow. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Why does it want it? But 57 million, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's – it's. you know what's funny, man, is uh, <clears throat> I don't – obviously, you know, I don't have a record deal or anything. But that song is between, you know, Spotify and Apple and, and uh, Pandora and Amazon, all of it. Uh, it's actually about to go gold. Um, really? pretty pretty exciting for me and um you know it's something i never even dreamed of happening so, so you what know, that any radio play so <laughs> we don't even go down that rabbit hole but um <laughs> what happens with something like that do you get does someone present you something with gold for that or does it yeah i mean you get like the plaque um and so gold essentially uh is 500,000 buys is what it equates equates to but it right. takes they they took it um 150 streams is one buy so they're basically saying somebody has to listen to a song 150 times for it to equate of them buying it so um you know that's 75 million 75 million streams um right. so a, a crazy it's, number dude it's it's crazy man um and you know for me it just i i remember like growing up and you know, looking at like gold records, platinum records, all that, like, it's just a, it's just something to have, you know, just like any other, it's just a piece of memorabilia. But like, for me, it's, it, it means, you know, all the stuff that had to happen for that song to work. And, and, and it, it, for me, it's more than just like that song. It's the fact that like, I didn't do anything. Radio didn't do anything. People literally made that song happen. Like Absolutely. the audience, the fans, made that song happen and it's like i mean that wasn't even a single you know so it's pretty cool and it's it's inspiring not just for me but for other artists as well because they they know that they can do it you know i'm looking on my instagram right now to see if it has the first message i ever sent to you and when it was i wonder if you have it man that'd be crazy i am looking i'm not even joking dude i'm not uh Damn, we're like fucking girls, bro. We talk a lot on fucking Instagram, that DM. Yeah. Well, we tag each other every week on some steak or sushi that you sent me. So, no, it's not in here. It looks like the first time we talked on here was August 9th, 2018. Um, um, and, uh, I wonder when the first time I did talk to you. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it just didn't save before then because I know that that I went – I. I went direct message on it. I know that for the first time. I yeah. But, yeah. Okay. And it, it, it might've been, it might've been something too, where it was through William Morris as well. 
No. No. I talked to you directly. No, I don't. Um, dude, I wonder if I can do this is like now it's going to drive me nuts and I'm going to go figure it out. I'm going to like legit. I'm actually just went into my email to look back to my first email that has. No, I'm looking. I'm looking now at our text too. because that'd be hilarious. Holy shit. Dude, I feel like I've been scrolling forever and it's January 24th, 2020. That's what I said, dude. Right. I mean, oh, for those texts. Okay. So I'm going to yeah. go. Back. Uh, okay. Austin this week. So that's Austin. That's not you. That's not you. You are not that. So, okay. Shaggers grand open recap event for bartenders, Larry Duncan, Larry Duncan, Larry Duncan. This is like, now it's going to, uh, Austin. Bur okay. So the first time you played was July of 17. Yeah. No. August of 17, August 18th. Was yeah, it was August. Cause I, cause that, um, I quit July 31st at the Palm where I was working. Cause I was like, I got, I got too many shows in August <laughs> and it was like, it was like my first like four shows, you know, I had runs Dude. and actually the, the truth of the re the reason I quit working there is because I, I, I brought somebody, I was the food runner. I brought food out to everybody. Right. I set down this steak for this person. It was during CMA fest in June. And, um, I set down a steak and this person looked at me and they go, Hey, do you, do you sing whole lot in love? And I was like, no, <laughs> you said no. Yeah, dude. I was like, I don't want to be like this guy bringing you your steak that sings the song. That's funny, dude. So, okay. So check out this lineup for August leading up to yours. Brody Stewart and the Swan brothers. Sorry, wait a minute. Hold on. Brody Stewart played then the Swan brothers, then Trent Harmon, then Cadillac three, then Austin Burke, then Ryan Hurd. That's how that's early. Great. That's how early we that's were. That's right. I, I remember Ryan played right after me because I was actually friends with Ryan from the Palm. Yeah. So him and I were buddies. I used to go to this guy, Andrew Dorff. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he was a big songwriter and, and he was my friend and he used to invite me over to his house on Sundays. And dude, at his house, like I didn't know this at the time because I was just, you know, I was a new kid in town, but every Sunday he'd like invite me over and, and I'd go, I'd go there. It'd be like Mary Morris, Ryan Hurd, Old Dominion, like, all these dudes and they were nobody like they were like nobody knew who they were and then they started popping i was like wait i recognize that guy like i know that guy or it, you know it, it was it's just weird man it was like for some reason i don't remember ryan heard playing at stoney's i it doesn't like i mean and I, I remember seeing his his poster like the it was like the week after i i played i think it was it was the 25th you played the seventh you played the 18th he played the 25th that's crazy dude yeah, I'm like I got to March 2018, so I'm almost there on our text. <laughs> I'm going back now because I want to see like Oh, oops, that's not what I want. Go away. Go I on. see I see nothing has changed where All right, you said Your first text to me ever was on August 21st, must have been right after I played. You said, yo, reaching out this weekend, we're celebrating 10 years of being open. That's oh, right, video. 10 years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, I look, I mean, on Instagram, it stopped at, at what did I say, 18 or whatever. Um, yeah, August 9th, 2018. And all it said, uh, 
I wrote Sup Dad. I don't know what your story was from August 9th, 2018, but I wrote you Sup Dad. And then I said, you guys need more Stoney's gear, obviously. And you wrote back, yes, we do. But I clearly, I know that I talked to you before that. I remember the story of telling Chris that I sent this kid this, this, uh, uh, yeah, you messaged me on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for some reason it's not, it's not showing up there, but I think it's, that's kind of cool, dude. I mean, I tell that story a lot because that's, that's, that's kind of what, what I like to do. I like to find people when they're young. I mean, like an eager and still, and still trying real hard. And that's, that's the funness of it for me is just to, just to really watch, watch someone um, develop and see how their story goes. And, uh, it's kind of cool. I think it's kind it of cool, cool, man. Yeah. It is cool. Sweet, but dude, thank you again for for having me, man. I, oh yeah, it's, it's always always good to see you. I miss you, man. Tell the family I say hello, and I will. I appreciate the time too. Um, I know that. Are you busier now than you were before? Does it feel like so, sometimes that you've just got more stuff to do? Um, I mean, there's there's times like there's no excuse anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, if somebody wants you to do something that's very accessible or easy to do, it's like, what do you, <laughs> oh no, I can't, I'm, I'm busy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but so I guess, uh, I don't know, not really, but I mean, people think that they now can have me do things that I normally probably wouldn't have done. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about like people wanting me to go on their Instagram stories and it, like lives and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You know, but. Cool. Well, um, I appreciate the time, sir. Dude. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. You're the man. Uh, please tell everybody I say hello. All right. You do the same.